0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. If this is your first time here, or even you're just returning maybe for the second or so time, we've been praying for you all week. You're the main reason why. We're here today, and the uh, reason why God keeps his doors open. heard a man say one time, if there's just one, if there's just one, we'll keep the doors open. Amen. You know, God will keep a light on for you, won't he? you <coughs> safely home. Okay, I, don't <coughs> I don't know why I've been so emotional here lately. It's just the presence of the Lord is so s- strong. And, uh, and I know what Paul said. He said, you know, I'm going to come to you. And he said, I pray that God won't humble me again because... You know, sometimes men like to be large and in charge, and you know, <clears throat> ain't gonna affect me. But I'm gonna tell you what. Now I tell you, sometimes I tell the Lord, I say, "Why'd you do that? Why'd you squeeze my heart, and make me cry in front of all them folk?" <laughs> but I'd still rather I'd rather look foolish to folks than to I, I, God keep squeezing my heart because I want to know I'm still alive. My heart's still sensitive to God. Amen. Um, uh, So many good things have already uh, happened here today. We could go home and and know that we've been uh, in the right place with the right one and the right people. And right things have already taken place. Amen. But the word is important, so we're going to get into the word now. Uh I learned this along uh along the way that uh, uh folks are going to talk about preachers. Uh I get in, I get embarrassed when they talk about me out in public, but I've been in places where I've had to be embarrassed the other way where I've been with folks where they talked about their preacher and my preacher, you know, in private. And I'd rather a whole lot rather be talked about in public and with folks building you up. And now listen. You know uh, uh if there's any good thing in us, it would be him jesus christ, and we and we give all the glory and honor to uh him he is you know he's good uh he's a little better than that he's great, he's really great and uh um as I said you know and you know sometimes you you know when this is all new to us, we don't we don't really know what to, uh, what to do with God. He's just, you know, he didn't want us to do anything with him. He just wants us to let him be God, and he wants to do some things for us. And that's all right. You know, when, you know, uh, the dentist will give you happy gas, and you don't even know that he hurt you till afterwards. <laughs> Amen. But he had to hurt you a little to help you. Amen. And God won't hurt you. He'll help you. Isn't that right? And he'll just give you a lot of nice happy gas so that, you know, uh, he'll heal your heart. He'll touch your mind. He'll touch your body, your emotions. God will help you. Because God loves us. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, I do want to say this about, you know, the reason we showed the video tomorrow, the banks will be closed and all of that. People look at maybe so far removed from, you know, from uh, uh, the reasons, the real reasons why there is a day, uh, Martin Luther King's birthday, and the the commemoration of uh, a man that found something to live for, and is willing to die for it, well that just looks like Jesus to me you know Jesus wasn't a black man he wasn't a white man he's a pretty brown man the skin on the outside doesn't tell the story of the heart on the inside amen But that man looked like Jesus to me. He said, I know we'll get to the top of the mountain. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, sometimes, guys, you know, we're so far from things that we forget, you know. We're free. You know, sometimes you can take people out of Egypt, but you can't get Egypt out of folk. Sometimes you can pull people out of bondage, but you can't get the bondage out of people. And both the hater and the hated are bound. They're not free. Amen. Amen. But love is freedom from fear. Hallelujah. And if his nickname is love, it's not a nickname, it's who he is. Love sets us free. Amen. All right. Let's uh, look at Matthew's 7th chapter and uh, the 24th verse. And I'm going to start with a story today. The title of this message is Don't Cheap Out. I'm going to start with a story. It's familiar. You might have heard it before, but it bears reading. Again, it's called The House Builder. There once was a contractor who built homes in a small town somewhere in Europe. He built most of the homes for the people who lived in the village and was a gifted carpenter. Unfortunately, he was never able to afford a home of his own. One day, the wealthiest man in town came to the contractor and asked him to build build a house. He said... I want you to build the finest house you're capable of, and I want you to spare no expense. I'm going on a journey. When I return, I hope that the house will be completed. The contractor agreed to the job and was about to begin when a thought struck him. You know, this wealthy guy already has a few houses. I don't have one of my own. I will use inferior material, cut a few corners, do a quick job on the house, make it look real nice and charge him the full amount. That way I can pocket the leftover money and finally afford to build my own house. So that's what he did. When the rich man returned, he went to view the house and was impressed. It looked beautiful from a distance. The wealthy man turned to the crooked contractor and said... The house looks wonderful. I'm so glad that you spared no expense, for I intended to give this home to a dear friend who deserves a house like this one. And with that, he handed the keys over to the contractor and said, Here is your new home, my friend. The contractor graciously received the keys to his new home, but his heart sank as he realized what he had done. What kind of effort and quality of workmanship and materials would the man have put into the home if he had known it would be the place where he, and not just him, where he and his family would be living? The moral of the story, don't cheap out. Matthew 7, verse 24 through 28 Jesus said, these words that I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. And when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it, it collapsed like a house of card, cards. Let me ask you today, what kind of a life will we have? Uh, it de- the answer is this. It depends on both the quality and the quantity of the materials we use to build with. Jesus contrasts in this story a wise builder and a foolish builder. You know, there's God's will and there's God's way. And he has given us his word so that we can know, we can learn, we can come to understand as we seek out his will and his way. And then there is self-will. You remember we talked about that we all get to choose. You don't get to choose for other folks, but we all get to choose for ourselves. When we stand in front of God, every one of us will stand there for what we chose, what we did, how we built. There's the God's will, and then there's the self-willed. Which God's will is God's word and God's way, and self-willed is our own will. And uh, remember, we're born into a world that uh, was created for us uh, out of self-will, Adam and uh, Eve were deceived and that to be like God the devil tricked them and said well you need to be your own God and see we don't need to be our own God how many of you know folks that are their own God how many of you used to be one of them folks that was your own God I'll just handle it myself I'll fix it myself I, I know the way from myself <clears throat> But that way sometimes can seem right, but it winds up in destruction and disaster. You know, uh, one way, God's way, is a little more costly. It's I'm not going to sit up here and pretend. You know, I thank God they told me the absolute truth uh, in the church that I got saved in. You know that God had a better way. Didn't promise it would be an easier way. Just said it'll be a better way. Because this one will get you through death alive. One is more costly and the other one is cheaper. One's more costly, it's harder, it's longer, it's more difficult. The other is cheaper, it's easier, it's quicker. I encourage you don't cheap out, don't shortcut. As a shortcut, always is a shortchanging. We shortchange God, we shortchange ourselves, and we'll shortchange others. If the man had known, it wasn't just him, but his family. You know, it's not just us guys; it's it's generations that will come after. Uh, so the Bible says God chose Abraham because he knew he would teach his children. You know, Abraham was a man that was childless. So I imagine that when the one son came, he was more precious to him than people that had, you know, a lot or even just a few. You know, life is a gift. It's given to us by the grace of God. And, and our life is ours to do with. God gave us our life. It's ours to do with. Uh, one. I remember uh, hearing one time, you know, in Christianity there's some wonderful uh, um, colloquialisms, there's some wonderful sayings, and one of them says that, that God's gift to us is, uh, is life, is our life, but our gift to God is to give that life back to Him. There's no greater use for a life, no greater purpose for a life than to honor God. In that life and with that life and through that life. Our, our life, your life, my life is ours. It's yours to do with as you will. We all choose. Let me ask you, is it built to last? Jesus talked about building a life that lasts. It will stand the storms. And it's built to the words, the word of God's standards. Which is a different standard than the, than the world's. Or is it built to fall? Is it going to fold under pressure? It's going to collapse in the storm. Because storms come, don't they? Here in Alabama, we were reminded yesterday. And we thank God, thank God that, you know, you can, You stuff just reminds us, it's just stuff. Uh, doesn't matter whether it's been there for, you know, hundreds of years. I mean, we walk out in the woods and hundreds of years ago, there were There's just a hole where there were houses that, there were homes, there were people. You find little old churches out in the country, the doors are closed, it's just some of them, you know, forsaken and forgotten. You walk out in the woods sometimes, drive by and you can see, you know, down on our road there's a a cemetery, trees have fallen across that nobody keeps it up or anything any, uh, anymore but uh, people lived and people died and people went into eternity with or without God we don't having privy to their stories having not known them but God knew them other folks knew them, their families knew them and the funny thing is some you know uh, graves full of of old bones but the spirit goes back to God who created it first Corinthians in chapter 3 I want to read this verse of scripture I want to try to be very brief uh, today 3 and 9 through 15 Jesus uh, these are his words they were penned by Paul but nonetheless they were given by the Holy Spirit says or to put it another way you are God's house using the gift God gave me as a good architect I designed blueprints Apollos is putting up the walls let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation remember this there is only one foundation the one already laid mm-hmm. Jesus Christ Take particular care. Let me stop right there for just a minute. The Bible teaches us that we must be saved. The only foundation that will, that will stand the storms is Jesus Christ. A life that has been placed in trust on what he has done for us. Forgave all our sins. Made a way for us to come back to the Father. To come alive to God. Gave us eternal life on the right side of the fence. Conquered hell, the Bible says. Death and the grave. No other foundation than Jesus. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved. Only Jesus. Say only Jesus. Other folks have other ideas. Other names have arisen throughout history. But it's only Jesus. For God put his stamp of approval and proved that Jesus was who he said he was by raising him from the dead. All the rest of them are still dead men's bones engraved somewhere. Great names that pass through history but only one name given whereby men can be saved, even Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. And whoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He, whoever has the Son has life, and whoever doesn't have the Son has not life, the Bible says. Only one foundation. Let me ask, is he the foundation of your life? Is he your life? The Bible says that, that he is our life. He is our life. I'm not talking about him tucked neatly away and you pull him out when you need him. I'm talking about him being the centerpiece. And that we need him more every day than we needed him the day before. If he's not, let me encourage you. Don't cheap out. Don't shortcut. Don't shortchange what God has done for you Shortchange yourself be like Saul said I played the fool I listened to what people were saying and I disregarded what God was saying take particular care in picking out your building materials eventually there's going to be an inspection if you use cheap or inferior materials, you'll be found out. The inspection will be thorough and rigorous. You won't get by with a thing. If your work passes inspection, fine. If it doesn't, your part of the building will be torn out and started over. I like this. How many? You know, there's scripture that we're believing. that says they will rebuild the ancient ruins. You know if you've ever been. Through some things in life that it seemed like everything was just ruined. There's some storms in life that take away. We suffer loss. But the promise of this, he says, your your work may be, it may not pass the test. I believe it's the mercy of God sometimes to let our plans and schemes and dreams fail so that his can succeed. I remember having to, we got saved when we were, we'd been married five years. And our marriage was crumbling. And we had to rebuild it on the word of God. We had to rebuild it with God's will. We had to submit our will. There were were now three people involved. And that when she or I disagreed that we went to Jesus. And we both agreed that he would be right. And we would both be wrong. And we learned to say we're sorry God. And we learned to say that we're sorry to one another. There is a mediator, the Bible says. Between God and man. Even the man, Jesus. Who's not hardened or harsh, but is touched by the feelings of our weaknesses. Of our inabilities. When it all crumbles down, he's there and says, we'll rebuild. But we'll do it better this next time. We'll do it God's way. Oh, it says you'll survive, but just barely. We must get saved. Let me encourage you, and you have to stay saved. If you're ever going to see others saved. We must be saved. And we must stay saved. If we're ever going to see others saved. And life isn't just about us, is it? It's about those that are around us. It's about those that will come after us. I'm going to tell you, man and woman, those children that God has gifted you from, they're a gift. You have no right to just choose your own way and do your own stuff. Someday you'll stand in front of God as His representative. And they'll know the Father and His love. And they'll know God's goodness. Are you listening? By the grace that you accepted from Him. But He gave you a responsibility. It's more than a biological act. And a biological happening in a little body. It's a soul. Come from God. And that we'll give an account of whether or not we, to the best of our ability, God's grace helping us show them the Well, you got to get saved, but you have to stay saved in order to see others saved. You know, sometimes folks wandered off. Folks wander. Folks leave the path. Folks are intrigued by the shadows and the darkness. But you got to stay saved if you're ever going to see them saved. You gotta keep shining the light. Sometimes it's a searchlight, isn't it? Sometimes you're just waving it trying to get their attention. God will keep the light on. The Bible says Don't just work thinking that all your treasure should be down here. (laughs) You know, we buried my dad. I kept going to church. Buried your mom. We kept going to church. Buried your dad. We kept going to church. I buried some of my friends and family in this church. And I keep coming to church. Because we must be saved and we have to stay side if we're ever going to see other side. thank you what about there's this thing called an eternal home it says don't just work for the home you have here probably one of the greatest most prized and precious possessions is a home of our own But Jesus said, don't just make this life about a home of your own. Because this is not your home. Peter said, this is just a tent that we're living in. And someday we'll fold it up. And we'll go home to our eternal home. Let me ask you about your eternal home. Have you thought about it? The house, the life you'll have in eternity. Are you building with the stuff that lasts and endures? You know, storms come. And storms go in life. Pastor Ron's going to come right quick. And someday, one day, for each and one of us, every one of us, the Bible says there is an appointed time to die. Someday we'll all face the perfect storm. We'll stand at death's door. The departure from this life is simply the entrance to the next one. And it'll be with God or it'll be without God. The day's coming. Our lives and what and how, but also remember this also, the who will be revealed in the day. Let me ask you is Jesus your life? Will Jesus be your claim? Will your answer to God? in Jesus name he is all my righteousness he is all my hope and my peace and my rest is so sweet trust in Jesus where where would I be if it weren't for Jesus will your answer be the way that truth and the life, the eternal life, is as Jesus prayed in John 17. He said, Father, I want them to have life, real and eternal life. And this is, I'm going to define it. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm believing for. Found someone worth living for and I know they're worth dying for this is a real and eternal life that you know God the only and the true living God in Jesus Christ whom he sent Let me ask you today do you know this Jesus I remember hearing an old man preach. Said, I wonder, oh, I wonder, do you know him? He's the one who hung the moon and slung the stars into place. He's the one that lit the candle of the sun and there's no one great enough to blow it out. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The way, the truth. The life, the rose of Sharon, the great show. Master and the Maker I wonder do you know him? Wonder that you know the one that called all the stars by name made all the fish that swim and swarm. Made the massive elephant and rhinoceros with ribs of steel. Made the great eagles and the osprey and the ducks and the tiniest little wren. I wonder, do you know him that knows when a sparrow falls to the ground? Aren't you worth more than a million of them? I wonder. Do you know him? I wonder, do you know the one that they beat, bludgeoned, came unto his own, but his own received him not. He cursed him and crucified him and mocked him and scorned him, but he died anyway. And he said, Father, forgive thee. Know him. Nail scars in his hands and a hole in his side. Old beard pulled out. Thorns driven into his skull. I wonder, do you you know him? Want to hang on a cross? Calvary Mount, Mount Calvary He said, If I be lifted up, I will draw. All men unto me, I wonder, Jesus, do you know it? same one that said except a seed fall to the earth and die it abides alone but if it will fall and die But the son of man came to give his life as a ransom for many. I wonder, do you know him? I'm not going to keep you all day. But if if you don't, please hear me today. Hear the heart of your father. Hear the heart of God. He did it all for you. He gave it all. He's willing to give it all all, all of it for you. Will you give him your heart today? Will you give it all to Jesus? Every head's bowed and every eye closed in this place. I tell you the heart of God is if he rejoices over one sinner saved, he, he mourns. He weeps over sinner's lost. Telling you it's worth it's worth keeping the light on. And those in the dark can see. They can know it's Jesus. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, oh what a time today would be the Bible says this moment, this movement of God right now right here today is the day of salvation I declare that over your life church you better get used to this because God's gonna pull them in here when you get a heart for him God'll make them come God'll bring them he just wants to know because if he can't put them in your heart he can't ever get them into your hand God that we would No longer remain untouched by the way you feel about them. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I want to know you wonder if that's you here today you 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 would say I know about him but I, I don't really know him why not you lift up your hand the Bible says now why do we do that it's more than a religious tradition the Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart don't lean to your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him sometimes we just need to acknowledge him by saying God I heard you God, I'm listening. God, I know you're here and I'm here. I just want you, to, I want you to know I'm present and accounted for. If that's you, raise up your hand. Never given your heart to Jesus. Or you need to come back to Jesus. Hey, preacher, pray for me. I'm ready to pray the prayer. I want to know him like I've never known him before. Just lift up your hand today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you hands all over the house father let's pray this prayer dear Jesus I want to know you oh I need to know you I want this life I want the life you talked about I want to know my father I want to know you Jesus